This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the goddess of food writing and critique, Effervescence, a.k.a. Ann Christian of Milwaukee Magazine, and yours truly, TJ Tariq. And on this week's edition of This Bites, we, it's kind of a short edition. Um, we're going to talk about Red Light Ramen. They're doing some interesting things. They actually have a new, a relatively new flavor they launched not too long ago. We also have uh, Milwaukee Magazine has a great roundup of curbside coffee. I know people have been missing their coffee. I mean, I've been brewing coffee at home. I know people miss that special touch that the, some of our local coffee makers do when they uh, make their coffee. Um, and then uh, we also have our cookbook of the week and a little a little interesting uh, uh, video series done by a great podcast called How I Built This. They recently did a all food week edition. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But let's. Let's just talk, Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine's, uh, Mia, offered to give me some uh, duck eggs. Uh, I have never, I don't think I've ever had duck eggs, nonetheless cooked with duck eggs. So I was trying to figure out what can I make with duck eggs. So I, I remembered uh, seeing on a show, I don't know, with Anthony Bourdain or some food show, travel show, all about S- Singapore oyster omelets. Have you heard of them? I have not. It sounds really good, though. Yeah, it's it's... It's kind of a thing in Singapore and all of our certain countries and cities in Asia as well. There's different varieties of oyster omelets, but Singapore oyster omelets kind of like a uh, pizza pie shape, right? You cut it down like an, like a pizza pie, like slices, right? Okay. But it's but it's uh, the ingredients. Uh, the recipe I have includes, of course, oysters, um, eggs, which I'm gonna use duck eggs. I didn't like duck eggs. I think is more has more flavor, more fat than normal eggs. Is what I hear, and I hear the yolk is yeah. a lot more flavorful. Yeah. So I thought, wow, this probably make a great oyster omelet, but also includes spring onion, tapioca flour, or like rice flour. Oh, that's includes tapioca flour and rice flour. Ooh. Uh, soy sauce, fish sauce, Chinese cooking wine. This is just this recipe. I guess there's other recipes you can add and dock it up with like some spicy oils or whatever. I got some. I bought some um, garlic crispy sauce from Mo's. Asian market in Milwaukee. Where is that located again, Tariq? It's like 25th and Clybourne or something like that okay. around that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just a caveat. If you go, you have to have a mask just to be, they won't let you in without a mask. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah. Good. But anyway, you kind of make this kind of crepe-like thing. Then you add the eggs. Then you add the oysters. And it becomes this kind of like pie shape, pizza pie shape thing. And it becomes kind of crispy and... Uh, like oystery and like really, really a savory dish. So I think I'm going to make that with the duck eggs because it looks looks fantastic. You don't need a lot of oysters, so I'm not buying a whole bunch of oysters. Mm-hmm. I might add some. You know, a key to is lard, so I might add bacon. So I might cook the bacon up first, right? And then add, take the bacon fat and cook with the bacon fat and maybe add bacon in there as well with the oysters. But that's a thought. But anyway, what about you, Anne? What, 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 what's on your docket in the kitchen? Here's the funny thing. You're doing all these really great, awesome new things, I think. And I want to do that. At the same time, I'm really craving like comfort food, which everybody's definition obviously is different of comfort food. But like my things are like really American type stuff. Like I want to make a big lasagna 
I had spaghetti mm. and meatballs the other night. I was just like, oh, that just tastes so good. Did you make the sauce yourself, by the way? Um, yeah. Those are the things that I really want to do more of right now. Mm. And then I have leftovers um, for you know a day or two or more to come. And I really... Those are the things I'm really craving right now. I think a little mixture of a little adventure and comfort during these times. Uh, why not take a chance to do something different? But then you might be in this, like, everybody feels lonely and down. And sometimes comfort food helps, right? Oh, yeah. So, the, you know, like, I think this is a perfect time to expand your palate, your culinary skills, and a time to savor things that make you happy. Yeah. Well, uh, coming up, we'll uh, continue our conversation. We're going to talk about... The uh, story you did about tandem. You actually interviewed me. How weird is that? No, I, and I love it. And let's talk more about that. Yeah. We will talk about the, the story about the tandem. We also will talk about what Red Light Ramen is doing. They're doing some really interesting things as well. And our cookbook of the week, to name a few. All coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Now we're back and uh, we're continuing our conversation. Um, this is weird. You uh, did a story on the tandem which is a beautiful story, but you interviewed me. <laughs> um, can you talk to me? Why did you decide to interview me? What, what, what was the... Yeah, probably going to feel a little weird because I'm, I'm going to be saying <laughs> what you told me. So um, just hold, hold on, Tariq. I know that's, that's a little awkward for you. But um, so uh, Tariq Moody, you know, I got this great tip about a story that our own Tariq Moody was the the source of. Um, first, it starts out with The Tandem, which is this great restaurant on 18th and Fond du Lac, uh, that when the pandemic hit here, they pivoted and started serving free community meals. And, uh, you know, if you go on their website, uh, the owner, Caitlin Cullen, kind of describes like how that started, um, that, you know, basically she did it for one day, sold out immediately, and realized how much need, how many more people need that, and they need it every single day uh, in uh, in neighborhoods that are disadvantaged. That um, that whereas you and I don't have to worry on a daily basis, even though we're in the midst of this pandemic and we're social distancing and staying at home, you and I don't worry about getting food on a daily basis. Whereas yeah. there are people in this community. They are fearing. They don't know where their food's going to come from. That's ter- that's truly terrifying. So, um, I know Tariq from what you told me. Um, you really were, uh, you know, watching what the tandem was doing. Really affected by that. But wanting, um, you were having a day that you were feeling pretty low about um, some of the stats of um, where the pandemic is hitting in the city and how it's really, uh, really affecting the African American community, um, and in disadvantaged zip codes as well. And, um, you know, in order for people to get more help, um, people need to spread the word, right. And, and get 
that message out even further. And that's what you did with the tandem story. You went a lot further. You found uh, a nonprofit, international nonprofit called World Central Kitchen, which was founded by the chef Jose Andreas. And uh, that is an organization that was founded to do exactly uh, to, to help um, businesses like the tandem uh, do what they do. So in other words, when there's a natural disaster or uh, something like a pandemic, what we're experiencing right now, um, they are stepping in and helping those restaurants, restaurants like the Tandem, feed more people and not only feed those people, but help rest local restaurants in the process. Because one of the things the Tandem is doing and has had to do, you know, you think, um, you know, right now, Caitlin, on, a, on weekdays when she's offering these meals, She's got like 400 meals, you know, she's getting out. Mm -hmm. She can't do that all with five staff members. No. So she's got these restaurants, local restaurants that have stepped in. And we're talking places like Strange Town, um, Good Kind, Uncle Wolfie's Breakfast Tavern, Club Charlie's, The National, Dan Dan. I mean, the list goes on of places, Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. Um, And these places uh, are making food you know, for, uh, for these community meals. And in the beginning, some of them were, were emptying out their, their freezers. You know, they wanted to make sure that those food, the food that they had wouldn't go to waste. Um, but also for them to do this, she wanted to, you know, she wanted to make sure that they get paid too, so that they can keep going. And, um, she's got a, um, a donate button on her website so that regular people like you and me can go on the website and donate money there are companies like Breadsmith that have been donating bread. Palermo's Pizza has been donating frozen pizzas. All these things, they need that help so that they can feed more people. Um, but what happened with um, World Central Kitchen, so you basically contacted this company, sent a cold email to them, didn't know if you'd get a response at all. But I didn't it, think I would. <laughs> no. And you said you got a response within hours, right? Yep. And... Um, got on a, on a phone call with uh, uh, one of their staff members. Um, and that led to, you know, learning more about Caitlin's story. That led to a Zoom conference call. Um, I don't know if you want to explain how that went down because that is pretty funny. Yeah, that's funny because I was trying to make this like, oh my God, I'm re- they emailed me back like, oh, this would be a great surprise. I can't tell her yet. Can't tell her. Figure out how to like surprise her. Um, and then we're doing this back and forth email with the gentleman, Josh is his name, one of the person behind the operations of the world central kitchen. Great, great guy, by the way, really nicest, really nice guy. Um, and we're talking, I was sending him like stories about Caitlin and tandem. I sent him a photo that the mayor posted about Caitlin on Facebook and is like, Hey, can we get, let's do a zoom call. And uh, can you see if you can get Caitlin on the phone? I was like, no, I didn't tell him that. And, like my head was like, no, it's supposed to be a surprise. I can't like, ah, oh, dang it. So. I was trying to still keep it a surprise somehow without telling like telling her at the last minute. Hopefully, like, oh, just show me in the call. I'll send the link and then be a surprise. But like, so I sent the message to Caitlin on Facebook and she goes back, Yeah, I could do it, but can we do it at 10? I just I like my first that hour, I just want to spend time with my partner and relax. And I was like, no, no, no. And I go, like, without giving away the second sentence, I go, like, it's very important that you need to be in the call at 9 a.m. She didn't respond yet. And I was like, oh damn it. I just tell her. All right, just to be honest and clear, it's going to be a call with Jose Andrea's World Central Kitchen. Can you be at call at nine? She goes like, well, for, if that's the case, then yeah, I'll be on the call at nine. So that was kind of that transaction happened because I was trying to be a 
really nice surprise for her. But I guess it still was a surprise, but not the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had the call. It was Saturday morning at nine uh, on Zoom. Um, woke up. She, I didn't do much talking to them to say, hey, hey, how you doing? She took it away, told her story. It was a great conversation. Um, all she just had to send some paperwork over, some budgets over, and then that was it. And then on Monday, I mean, they work fast. Sent it over, signed the paperwork. It was done. Tuesday, she got all the swag and all the stuff ready to be a partner of the World Central Kitchen, which, you know, man, that was really fast and amazing how quickly that happened. Um, very few things like that take that <laughs> that fast, but it was really cool to see. Um, so that's how it happened. Yeah. So uh, it's incredible. I mean, and I had a chance to talk to Caitlin on the phone for quite a while, and she was telling me... Um, so she, this is like a weight off her shoulders because, um, you know, every day she's thinking, how long can I do these community meals, right? But with the help and backing of World Central Kitchen, she can keep doing that indefinitely, you know, as long as the need is there, as long as we're in the midst of this, you know? Um, and then what also she can do is, is, is this allows her, this is part of World Central Kitchen's uh, focus too. This allows her to, to pay those restaurants that are making the meals a little bit more money. So what they can turn around and do is start paying some of their bills because a lot of them are struggling and they're trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to pay our staff? How are we going to pay our utilities? What do we, mm-hmm. how long is this going to go? You know what I mean? So, um, so it's helping, it's helping local restaurants too. I mean, obviously number one, it's feeding the community. It's feeding people yep. that need to be fed. Um, but the other part is that it's also helping our restaurant industry. And that's, and so win-win, like it's, yeah, it's a huge win, which I did not expect. Like, I guess initial emails like, Hey, would you want to spread the word about their story? I, you know, I didn't know they, I mean, I, I, I found out after that, that they launched a program to help restaurants feed people. So even my email wasn't aware of their new initiative. Uh, cause it basically was launched like later that day or the following day, I remember seeing it. And I would just say, Hey, you want to share your story or just connect with her? I don't know. I did not know. I didn't even ask them to do the initial email was about donating. It was just like, Hey, here's some people doing some real great stuff. You should know about it. It was kind of the email really. Um, and then he came back like, yeah, we can help her, help her, help her out. So it was a surprise to me as well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's really good and uh she does i mean even before this pandemic the tandem's done some amazing stuff and i have so much admiration respect for caitlin what she's done she opened a restaurant in a community that most people are afraid to go to or drive through um she works with the community she hires people from the community young 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 people that moved on to other restaurants um it's a fantastic you know place for food but it's, it's a community space which i truly admire and uh, once she's done, she is a true leader. So yeah, um, definitely deserves this and more. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm excited. I was excited um, to do the story, and um, yeah, super exciting that you were kind of the uh, well. I mean, you were the you were the engineer of getting it in the hands of World Central Kitchen. Get her story there. So that's. Well. Well, thank you. That's a win. Just the email. Then <laughs> an email that turned into something special. 
sometimes you never, as my mom said, you never know till you try, I guess. So, uh-huh. so that's that's one of bit of advice that if if that comes from it, if one someone learned from it other than doing good, is that you never know till you try. So some people say, Well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Well, what do you got to lose, right? Yeah. So sweet. Again, thanks for uh, doing that story. Well, thank you for being you, Tariq, and doing awesome things. So, <laughs> well, enough of uh, um, of the mutual admiration society. Yeah, <laughs> a little uh, uncomfortable right now. Let's talk about somebody else. Oh, okay. uh, that, that 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 has helped the tandem with some food. Yeah, Justin Carlisle. Yeah, Red Light Ramen. Yeah, they're doing some interesting couple things. Uh, let's start with with something they partnering with Metcalf and so what's the deal with them and Metcalf? Yeah. So, um, we've been reading about a lot of, uh, places that are doing kits right now. Kits are really big, whether they're meal kits, uh, cocktail kits, you know, everything is, is on the table because, um, you know, it's, it's something that people can make at home. It's a really great idea and it helps local businesses, obviously. Um, and so Justin Carlisle, he's the owner of Ardent and Red Light Ramen and Laughing Taco. Um, he's been doing or offering uh, t- uh, ramen kits at Red Light Ramen for a while. And in fact, you know, you've done it. You've actually bought his kit. Um, mm-hmm. you, did you do curbside for that, Tariq? Yeah, I did curbside. So basically I got the kit. I actually got the, t- the, the original one, the original flavor, the tonkatsu. And then I, got a, I ordered a, a Japanese lager. I thought, like, yeah, I need a Japanese lager. And I bought uh, their uh, razor clam um, in the tin. So a little little treat for myself. Okay. It was last Friday. Yeah. Um, thought I, I thought I deserved it after a rough week. So. I think you did. I think you did. Well, now, for people who maybe can't get to the east side to, to pick up those kits and they, they want their ramen fix, and, you know, honestly, something hot and um, in a bowl with noodles and that wonderful, rich broth. I mean, that's comfort too, right? I mean, definitely, especially since spring is not here yet. Um, but anyway, uh, Justin had had emailed me and said, um, that he had inked a deal, uh, so that those ramen kits, um, would be available at Metcalf's markets, um, in Wauwatosa. There's one on state street, um, both the locations in Madison and that's starting today, actually. So those kits, um, are available in in the Met, Metcalf's market, and it's all three flavors. It's it's all three flavors. It, yeah, he told me it's tonkatsu, uh, uh, mushroom miso, and chicken petan. So um, oh, he doesn't have the the oh. We'll talk about it later. There's another flavor. There's another flavor. Yeah, a new one we can talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's got those those um, those flavors available, and that's perfect because a lot of people are shopping. Um, especially if you're in the Tosa area, a lot of people are going to Metcalf's. I know a lot of people that love Metcalf's market. So sweet. And there's a new flavor, which I guess it didn't sound like it's part of the uh, uh, the deal at Metcalf, but it's available at the uh, the rigid, the location. He launched it maybe a couple weeks ago. At least I saw it in the feed a couple weeks ago. It's the Carlisle Beef Udon Ramen Kit. So this soup uses Carlisle Family Farms beef in this soup. And it's basically the beef, Carlisle beef, udon noodles, not the typical ramen noodles, Ooh, right? Yeah. Smoked mushrooms, which is very interesting. Yeah. The pickled ginger, the dashi brine, bok choy, scallions, bamboo shoots, and enoki mushroom, which is like probably 
one of my top favorite mushrooms. I just love the mushroom. Yeah, Those really mushrooms. Like so they're fun. Like, I don't know. They're just fun mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a new uh, flavor, which is definitely available at the Red Light Ramen location for curbside pickup. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, next, uh, as you know, um, people, a lot of the coffee places were closed and people were like feeding for coffee, making their own coffees, trying to make their own special hot beverage and probably failing miserably at their, their little heart designs and their lattes. <laughs> but luckily, uh, they're now, uh, they're popping up with, uh, they have adapted the coffee shops. Some of them have adapted to the, these new normals to protect us. But you have a roundup of some of those coffee roasters, uh, what they're doing curbside and who's available. Yeah. Can you give me a little highlights, Ann? Sure. Um, and yeah, we I don't know if you and I talked about this or maybe I was talking with my coworkers on a Skype call. Um, it's all becoming, you know, a blur to me. Like if those of us who are doing our coffee at home, um, who used to go on a, religiously out to the cafes, are we going to, once the cafes are open, are we going to, you know, go back to that or, or just, you know, have gotten so used to making our own. My theory is people are going to want to get out to those cafes again. That's my theory. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, on our website, uh, we put together a guide to the cafes uh, that are open. And when I say open, um, ones that have like a, 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 ded a dedicated like pickup window. Um, and there are some out there that are doing that. Um, and like, for instance, if you're a big fan of Colectivo, and, and many, many are, there are two locations now that have pickup and curbside delivery access. Uh, the Roastery location in River West, it's on Humboldt. And then there's one in Wauwatosa on Swan Boulevard, the one that's at 91st and North. And um, so what you can do with Colectivo is um, you can visit their window on site um, and I think it's like every day between eight and two, um, or you can download their app and you can order okay. what you want. And so you can get beans, you can get espresso drinks, you can get stuff off their food menu. I, uh, you know, another like anodyne, here's a really good example of some cool stuff anodyne is doing. Their Bayview location is open seven to one, uh, Monday through Saturday. You can get your coffee beans that way by driving up. You can get espresso drinks as well, um, and you can you can either order by phone or when you get there with credit by a credit card only. And just so you know that that location in Bayview, which is on KK, is also doing their really great pizzas. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever had their pizzas. They're really like um, Naples no. pizzas, yeah. And you can oh. you can get those pizzas to go. Um, between uh, Monday, Monday and Friday, so every weekday between four and eight. And uh, also, um, I understand that if you want to get beans for pickup, and you, you can't maybe go as far south as um, as Bayview, the Walker's Point Roastery on Bruce Street, you can do a prepay bean pickup there between Monday and Thursday and Friday. They have different hours. Go to their website and check that out. But we list. Um, Hawthorne Coffee. Um, they're doing pour overs and cold brew coffees, you know, coffee by the pound. You can order through their website and pick up Kickapoo, which is down the third ward. They're doing online orders for pickup. Um, 
Valentine Coffee Roasters, both their Oak Creek and Valite Street locations have takeout only. And that, again, is you can buy your beans, you can buy a coffee or espresso drink and pick them up. Um, I know Stone Creek has been doing some really cool things. They're not technically open right now, um, but you can order coffee on their website with free shipping. Yeah, I bought one of their coffee lovers kit the other other week. So and you had it shipped to you? Yeah. Yeah. And um, they've been donating. And a lot of these coffee houses have been doing this. Stone Creek is one of the ones that donated um, coffee to um, some Milwaukee food banks. Um, I know several other coffee houses have been donating their coffees as well. So this guide has a lot of different cafes. Alderin, if you're familiar with Alderin, that's a cafe I really like. It's on Water Street um, near Fresh Time. And um, they're open 6 to 6 daily, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you can get espresso drinks. You can get iced and hot chai lattes, cold brews, hot chocolate, coffee beans. Again, all of this for pickup. Um, And keep in mind that if you do this, this online curbside access, you want to maintain social distancing with whoever else is in line. And um, I think it'd be a good idea to wear a mask. And my guess is that um, hopefully, I'm assuming a lot of the workers or most of the workers, if not all, are doing the same at these cafes. And you can find uh, Roundup over at Milwaukee Magazine's website. We'll post a link at our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash thisbites. A couple more things. Um, real quick, I want to uh, briefly mention this. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, How I Built This, which is a great story talking about founders and how they built their companies and their ideas. And um, they did something really cool last week on their Facebook page. And they had a whole edition called uh, a week's worth of what they call Food at Week, where they interviewed uh, several food um, uh, chefs and restaurateurs. And um, and they put it all, all those videos are on YouTube now. So they had a, a interview talk with one of your favorite, Samin Nasrat, uh, Jose Andreas, Alice Waters, um, and others, Daniel Hum. Um, so really cool video series what they did on their Facebook page, which is now on YouTube. Uh, if you're looking for some inspiration, definitely check that out. And finally, it's our cookbook of the week. We forgot last week. I don't know how we forgot. It was a crazy week last week. But anyway, we're back with the cookbook of the week. Uh, so what is your cookbook, Anne? Well, um, I am a big fan of the Smitten Kitchen uh, website. It's a blog. Okay, it's a blog by Deb Perelman. And she's been doing that Smitten Kitchen. Um, uh, she's been doing that website for years and years. And what I love about it is it's really personal and it's about her cooking for her family and cooking. Um, so there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories that are wrapped into the recipes that she makes. So I have her cookbook and it goes back to that idea when I talked to you of comfort food and things that I love that are that are comforting. And she makes a lot of those types of things, like things I'm thinking about um, making this week. And um, this cookbook, by the way, it's called the Smitten Kitchen Cookbook and recipes and wisdom from an obsessive home cook. So she's a home cook. She's not a professional cook. Um, This one came out in 2013. There are things like um, a butternut squash and caramelized onion galette. That's a galette would be a pie and this would be a savory version of that. She uh, 
eggplant and three cheese calzones. I've been wanting pizza like every day or any variation of a pizza. Calzones right up my alley. Sesame spiced turkey meatballs with smashed chickpea salad. Um, mm. There's some of the savory things that I just have been. Um, actually, she has, you know, I'm a big fan of beef bourguignon. That's a um, just, uh, wow. It's a rich, wonderful French specialty that you serve over egg noodles. It's kind of a stew, kind of a, it's kind of stew like, I guess. Um, she's got a version, a mushroom bourguignon recipe that I would really like to try that she, she suggests using portobellos, but you could use cremini mushrooms too. And it's just a, it's a wonderful creamy, uh, sauce with the mushrooms. Um, and this one has carrots and onions. Um, and then you serve it over egg noodles and then you want to put sour cream on there. There's key. And then maybe some, some fresh chives, Um, but so those are some of the things that I'm looking at, um, making this week. She also does a lot of really fun, um, baked goods as well. As you know, I I like to bake. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be investigating that, but the Smitten Kitchen is a big, big favorite right now. Definitely should check that out. Uh, my book is called Between Harlem and Heaven, Afro-Asian American Cooking for Big Nights, Weeknights, and Every Day, written by J.J. Johnson and Alexander Smalls. Um, they, they own, uh, two of the most renowned historic venues in Harlem. Uh, so there's basically three decades of traveling the African diaspora, meeting and eating with chefs of color and researching a wide reach of truly global cuisine. So the book reaches beyond soul food and some melding of Asian, African, and American flavors. So like they have this Harlem market s- salad. Uh, it's a spinach and black lentil salad with shiitake mushrooms and a citrus ginger soy dressing, for example. Very light. Sounds very refreshing. Sounds very spring. Um, they also have uh, purple yam puree. Um, book is beautiful, by the way. There's a uh, spiked rosemary macaroni and cheese pie with caramels, caramel, caramelized, I can't even say, caramelized shallots. Udon noodles with edamame and West African peanut sauce. So you can see the blending of the, the cultures. Um, some really good dishes. There's there for people who are vegans, vegetarians, and people who eat meat. There's even citrus jerk bass Ooh. with fanio, which I don't even know what that is. I don't know, but I want it. There's roasted market fish, whole snapper. Um, really some interesting dishes. Sautéed cabbage, tiramin glazed oxtails. Like you got tiramin. Ketchup, Dijon mustard, cider vinegar, five spice forks. You know, that's really an interesting melding of flavors there. So it's a really beautiful book, really interesting book called Between Harlem and Heaven, um, blending Afro and Asian cuisine in a very unique ways. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's our cookbook of the week. And that's this week's episode of This Bites. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sauna inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites, iTunes, NPR, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Remember, feedback is important, so rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the molar at cold. <laughs>